Hello, and welcome to our podcast featuring Taylor, Katie, and yours truly, Fran. So uh, today we will be discussing the various themes occurring in 1984 by George Orwell. I feel like we should start off with um, discussing one of the main concepts of the book being Winston's journal. In the beginning of the book, Winston decides to go against the party by keeping a journal. In this journal, this is against what the party wants due to their perfection control over society. Keeping a journal contradicts the control the party craves. In addition, the society have no freedom or free will due to this unfair but legal control. In his journal, Winston keeps track of events to have a better memory of his life experiences because of the party's control over society. Some of his life experiences include his participation in the death of his mother and little sister, which we'll be going into more depth shortly. The party party wants perfection within the society by controlling them using the thought police. And so the thought police is the secret police of of the super state of Oceania who discover and punish thought crime personal politic polit- sorry <laughs> political thoughts unapproved by insoc's regime this ties in with the concept of time and not knowing what the date is which occurs throughout the book using a journal helps winston have an accurate account of what is the truth this is an escape for winston to keep remembering the truth however this journal is extremely dangerous for winston This is because it is an illegal action, which could get Winston in immense trouble. Due to the party's control, time is difficult to account for because Big Brother has control over what people say and do. Um, Also, like, you can see that throughout the book, whenever um, he's writing in his journal, he has to, like, make sure that he puts, like, a little piece of lint on it to make sure that nobody like knows what he's writing and to make sure no one has touched it. So he has to like be really careful of everything he says because he knows what he's doing is illegal. Uh, Winston's job is within the Ministry of Truth, which is where he needs to edit past articles um, according to what Big Brother wants. Um, This makes it more difficult for people to keep track of time and what is true. With Big Brother's control over time and memory, it causes a sense of uncertainty in their own selves. Thought crime also hugely affects the society as it creates paranoia due to the control brought upon them by the thought police. And as well previously mentioned, this constant control of perfection over society creates this mental and sometimes physical issues upon the society. Big Brother puts different ideas into the citizen's head one of them being war is peace, and it's just another form of manipulation that he's trying to engrave into their heads because um, in reality it's the opposite. He's just using those ideas to get what he wants out of the people. Uh, War is peace plays a part in proxy war, and proxy war is um, basically when both nations cannot do much unless they have a bigger weapon. So in 1984, the war between Oceania and um, East Asia, yeah, East Asia has been going on for a long period of time. 
due to either one of them having an advanced uh, weapon than the other. But if they, if one of them did have a more advanced weapon, it would probably wipe out the entire place, which is not what they want. Another one that they use is freedom is slavery, and it's used as an illusion illusion for people of the party who rebel against Big Brother. Um, they use it meaning like that if they do try to rebel, they will only be unsuccessful, and even if they are successful <coughs> in their rebellion, freedom is not as good as they think it is, so it's another way that they're just trying to trick people. Continuing on, ignorance is strength applies to the inner party to maintain their power, leaving the outer party to be ignorant. This constant chain of keeping the outer party under their control continues as ignorance continues towards the outer party expanding and creating a sense of strength for the inner party. Um, there was a scene in the book where um, the people found out that Oceania <clears throat> was at war with East Asia <clears throat> instead of Eurasia. And so Big Brother had ordered all workers to um, start editing all the documents to change <clears throat> the past, um, which would help <clears throat> maintain authority. And they wouldn't stop working until all documents were altered. In continuance of authority, the party also has control over society with the telescreen constantly watching over them. The importance of this telescreen is an invasion of privacy, which means that it is also legal for the party. Adding on to that control over society, it expands with the usage of the telescreen creating a perfect society. The party watches over the society at any time of day to observe and fix their ways of life. And also furthering on to that, when the telescreen watches over them, they are observing their way of life to also bring upon the thought police if they commit a crime. The feeling of always being watched makes the people censor what they say and do out of fear that the party will come for them. Um, and <clears throat> if they do find out that like they are doing something bad, the Ministry of Peace is used to cleanse their mindset, which is just another way that they're using their power to manipulate the people and get them to do and say what they want. Uh, yeah, and deeper into the book, Winston finally meets the woman who has been following him around in a place where there are no telescreens or microphones for them to be seen. <clears throat> but later on, we found out that they have been followed and watched the whole time. He slowly finds himself falling in love with Julia as he gets to know her more deeply and form a connection with her. Winston's relationship with his mother came in a dream, leaving him to believe that he could have been involved in her death. This also goes against the beliefs of the party, which could lead him into trouble with the thought police. The party influences people's memories to have control over their thoughts. Even in the end, this shows when Winston gets shot. The shot represents him losing himself completely to the party after he had been brainwashed and tortured for he doesn't even know how long. Um, and it's their way of purifying <clears throat> the people, which in reality is just taking away their self-worth. I don't know what the word for it is. Um, so yeah, going back to the shot, um, Winston is still able to hold on to enjoyable memories, but his thoughts on Big Brother 
um, have changed in accepting what he says and not wanting to rebel anymore. And as mentioned before, um, with Winston's job, as they change and make um, edits to physical evidence of the past to match with the present, they drop off old articles into a memory hole so that they'll never be seen again and that they'll be forgotten just um, to manipulate what people think happened versus what actually happened and they only release certain papers that they want people to read. And I think I really agree with that, Fran, with that constant control over society and controlling the memories and on what the truth is as well as keeping time um, according to their control. And as well with Winston and Julia's encounter at Brian's at O'Brien's place was a major event as they discovered the inner party has the privilege to turn off the telescreen. This is another constant ignorance of strength as the inner party kind of just ignores the outer party, leaving them to that constant chain as mentioned previously that they will Mm -hmm. be forgotten and kept at a lower class than the inner party. As well as adding on that, they also received a copy of Goldstein's book. Um, I think that was in part two, chapter nine of 1984. Um, the Goldstein is the alleged author of the book called The Theory of Practice of Oligarchical Collectivism. And um, the book contains the truth about the party as well as how to overthrow as well as models for how to overthrow them and they receive this as like a form of help but it doesn't really work out in their favor so winston um gets has that book and he reads it with julia and further into their relationship they um it it is soon to be ended by the inner party, which was interrupting their um, so-called perfect day. And it is revealed that Mr. Charrington had set them up. And Mr. Charrington is the guy that let them stay above his store. And uh, we also find out that O'Brien had to set them up. Um, he was the one in control of all of Winston and Julia's torture. And yeah. As well with violence was the party's biggest strength as when Julia and Winston's relationship was uncovered, Julia was beaten brutally unconscious in front of Winston as a tactic to make him break. Continuing with the idea of violence, the process of fixing Winston involves electrocution trying to shape his views about Big Brother as well as this being another constant control over society and that not having free will and of them having a relationship how Winston and Julia are con- are currently having. And all of this like violence and torture, including the lack of basic necessities that which is food, water, and bedding, takes a toll on Winston's physical features. So um, not only is he being like mentally tortured, but he's being physically tortured and just physically deprived of things he needs. And I also wanted to go back to what Taylor said about O'Brien. 
and how um, easy it is for the party to manipulate a whole person. Like, they genuinely thought that O'Brien was on their side and was, like, trying to help them. And then in the end, when, like, it mattered the most, he finds out that that person was not actually there for him at all and was just, like, the puppet master of the whole thing in general, which I think also, like, made it easier for them to break Winston in a way because the little part of hope he did have which was for O'Brien um kind of just got shattered automatically like once he got to the place that he had been fearing his whole life um so once Winston passes uh, the first stages of his reintegration uh it is finally time for <laughs> O'Brien to take him to room 101 which he constantly said, oh, you know what is in Room 101, and which is basically his biggest fear, which is rats. And so when Winston was screaming in fear for O'Brien to stop, nothing worked, but he ended up finally betraying Julia, which is what O'Brien wanted him to do. Um. Yeah, he said something like, why can't you do this to Julia instead, or like, do, like, take Julia instead of me, which is um, kind of, like, scary to think of in a way because, like, it was the only person who genuinely was on his side even after we found out that O'Brien wasn't, and it just shows that, like, they will do anything to destroy any little bit of humanity that these people have. I think that's a very good point, Fran, as well as with Winston's mindset of Big Brother changes throughout the book. I think that's another very important topic to cover as he started with negative views on them, but after that process of fixing fixing Winston, his views on Big Brother became positive. And I think it's such a coincidence that that process of fixing him had really changed in how that control of them, um, they want to have certain views, positive views on Big Brother. Yeah, it like shows that they don't really care about what the people need or like want as long as um, big Brother is, like, God in their heads. Like, they don't really care about um, what they do other than that as long as they see him as an idol. And throughout the book, um, George Orwell uses music to set the tone, um, specifically, like, mil- the military music. And in some instances, it inspires Winston... Um, it inspires Winston to, like fight against the party but um it like represents kind of a need that he has that he can't get from the party because they have so much control over everything and music is like kind of the only thing that's a slippery slope that can be interpreted in different ways personally uh so winston finally decides to write again during his time at the ministry of peace and when he does, um, he usually lets what his natural thoughts take over and writes down that immediately. For example, he, he wrote down um, 2 plus 2 equals 5, which brings us back to his first time being tortured by O'Brien with the electric shock thing. Uh, and when Winston was finally let out of the Ministry of Peace, there was not much that he did except for sitting in the corner of a bar drinking and listening to the news and believing everything that was presented there. As well as going, I wanted to go back to a point that 
I think we all pretty much covered was that process of fixing Winston on how that the party has this sense of control that is presumably legal to them, but it's un I think it's unfair and um they have a lack of free will to decide for themselves on what they can think, on what they can do, and their way of life, on how they can live life without having that constant watch over them using the telescreen, and how they shape their views to have this perfect image over society um, and over Big Brother as well, as they want them to follow their lead and beliefs that the society is perfect. Um, as well with using the thought police and many more other uh, ways of control. And I think that, personally, I believe that the society should all, they try to rebel, but just with that constant fear over the thought police and that how they, that process of fixing kind of just puts them all really as the outer party as they're all excluded from the, the truth and keeping, keeping time keeping track of time as well yeah I agree and I feel like um they kind of found the I don't want to say the perfect way but like almost basically perfect way to control everyone because they have um like they have constant surveillance over them so they can see what they're doing and they have these rules set that they know are like too strict for anyone to follow um, so they just use that as an advantage as a way to be able to torture people because they know that at some point or another in someone's life they're going to mess up one of these like unrealistic rules that they've set. So they kind of have to, um, they just like make it almost impossible to fight for what they believe in. But, um, the journal that Winston kept was a good way to like keep track secretly because they didn't know what he was writing even though they did but he didn't think they did (laughs) Mm -hmm. so um it was kind of a good tactic on that end but it still didn't work out because they did have constant surveillance and they knew what they were doing so well to the point where they put that little piece of dust back onto the um book that he was using So going back to what you were saying, Fran, about um, telescreen and being watched, uh, there's a scene in the book when um, Julia and Winston first met each other, and they were basically in a forest or or field or something, and Julia said that there were no microphones or telescreens or cameras for them to be caught. But in reality, there probably were, like, small microphones in which Orion or, like, the inner party could have known what they were saying and all. No, yeah, definitely. Um, But I wanted to (laughs) add on and just explain how, like, um, news speak has a big part in the book, um, which is their, like, new, like, quote-unquote, like, language, which, um, is used to prevent political rebellion, so they just eliminated every single word that was related to it, and even, 
um, thinking those words specifically would be considered thought crime. So I just think it's interesting how they expect people to be able to follow all these guidelines and remember all these things when they're not even supposed to be thinking about them to begin with. Exactly. I think that's a very good point brought up, Fran, on those expectations of think of thinking, but just going over that rule and law of them not thinking, and which brings upon the thought police. But I want to go over another really, the a major event that I covered previously on when Winston and Julia went to O'Brien's place and they discovered that the inner party has that privilege to turn off the telescreen. I think that's a very unfair treatment towards the inner party that they only that they have more privileges over the outer party. What as how I mentioned before that constant chain of how the inner the inner party keeps the outer party ignorant. And I think it was a moment of realization for both Winston and Julia that these privileges of turning off the telescreen that they don't have to be watched surveillance 24-7 was a major turn point for them as it really is more other things and how um, Winston is over here with his journal in serious danger from being caught and being brought upon the thought police while the inner party has that really big privilege and makes a difference for them how they're not in danger as much as how Winston currently is as well as with the double um, dangers that he's going through with Julia how they're having a relationship and how they are going against the beliefs of the party um, I think the frustration um, comes like from the oppression and rigid control of the party because they prevent like we've already stated, free thought, sex, and expression of individuality. And I think any sane person would feel, obviously, as they know that they're being controlled, but also um, just feel like it's not fair once they find out that there's other people who aren't under the same control. Like, um, when... O'Brien um, is actually a powerful member of the party, but he believes that he's a secret member of the Brotherhood. Um, the only way he could get away with pulling off that um, role that he's playing as like pretending to be a member of the Brotherhood is because he has the power to turn off his telescreen and say these things without getting in trouble for it because he's actually just like lying through his teeth in order to um, get respect from the people who do believe these things. Uh, so adding on to what Katie talked about, how like it's unfair that uh, they could turn off the telescreen, but like Winston and them can't. Um, before they like met with O'Brien, Winston was describing the like luxuriousness that they live in while like the bulls are what they call like Winston and Julia. Like they basically live in poverty and like their buildings are like decaying and all that and so yeah that just shows like poverty and wealth within the book yeah and i think it's really funny how winston is over here risking his life to have an accurate sense of time by going against 
the beliefs of the party while the inner party's over here with these privileges of turning off the telescreen and much more and all these fancy things at their apartment and i think it's truly unfair it's really funny how the outer party has to go through so much just to have a sense of time and um of the of their own selves because i think each person who doesn't have a sense of their own selves regarding time and memory it's not truly themselves it's a modified version of themselves of control that society brings upon them the thought police as well with how in con like in comparison with the inner party they have all these privileges and they have pretty much have a better a better more sense of themselves as comparison with the outer party um also it made this like knowing like this control and all this like it made um winston doubt julia to begin with because he works at the ministry of truth and he like alters all the historical records um so that it fits into what the party wants people to believe which honestly i also think that made him like realize that what he was doing was wrong because like he's part of the problem like changing the history so that people have a different sense of what actually happened even though they know what happened but um so he worries that julia is someone who's going to turn him in for thought crime so it just takes away the sense of trust in everyone as an individual like knowing that you could be telling something to someone but in reality they're on the opposite side or even if they are on your side telling them these things could get you in trouble and or killed i think that's a very good point that fam brought that um how this constant control brings paranoia upon the society and how winston is over here having trust issues with julia on how <laughs> he can trust her and if she will turn him in as well with many other stories upon the society if they are having trust issues if they are having a uh, distrust within them own selves and having keeping track of time as well with many other factors to their way of life so um going back to when fran said that said that uh he was working with the ministry of truth how he's basically altering the past too even though he says that um, it, it's it's not right it's basically his job is basically what gives him like a reason in life and like there's nothing else that he could do because there's not even a sense of time knowing when the day will end or like what day it is yeah um he's troubled by the party's control over history because i remember a specific scene where the party like claims that Oceania has always been allied with East Asia in the war against Eurasia, but Winston doesn't think that's true because he remembers a time where that wasn't true, but even him being the one who is changing these facts still can't have a clear like interpretation of what actually happened because he's been doing this for so long and just like following the rules that they've set of changing history and just everything around them. Yeah, I really do agree with how Winston is using his journal as a way to remember these things, to remember and keep track of time and how he is, as well as his way of life, how he goes into such great detail with his, keeping his journal a secret and hiding from the telescreen in time 
for them to not notice that he's gone or he's doing some mischievous doings, some actions, and that he really is troubled as well as with rebelling. He um, surprisingly has not been caught by the thought police previously in the beginning of the book. But throughout the book, it just keeps changing constantly in his beliefs and that process of fixing him as well as that occurred later in the book. Um, and since like he knows that the past has been altered numerous times, um, Winston is intrigued by antiques in Mr. Charrington's bot or shop, um, specifically the glass coral. And this gives away that he he's like a rebellion against Big Brother and so yeah Mr. Charrington's shop was basically a trap I feel like another thing that like inspires Winston to rebel or just like gives him purpose in life would be Julia um just because she's such a not only big part in the story but like I'm sure that when he's like looking back on his life if he remembers her (laughs) um he will um definitely like think of her as like a big part in his character development i very much agree and i think that she's really like his partner in crime because um she is not just winston's lover but as well as another person that winston can truly trust that will have his back and he is very certain that she also hates the party um and rebels against their beliefs and how they will together be rebelling those beliefs in an attempt to have their own sense of authority and their own rules rebelling it and not being caught by the thought police. Um, and I just want to note that I feel like it's kind of weird that Winston's like 39 years old and Julia's 26 years old. Um, and they both met um, during work at the Ministry of Truth, right? Mm-hmm. But I think they work in different areas of it, so, yeah. I think that's a very good point. I think that um, Winston was very, is very much won over Julia. I think that even that age difference as well as their way of meeting each other and how the constant control over society is affecting how they could possibly rule out their relationship it hugely affects them but as you can tell they are fighting against all of these all of these rules all of this sense of control over society to be with each other since age does not matter for them yeah definitely and i feel like what draws julia to winston is how he's different of those around him because he's more philosophical mm-hmm. and he has like an intellectual <laughs> perspective and his main defining characteristic throughout the story is his growing resistance to the party. And um, his goal is to resist surrendering his interior life to the party so that he can maintain that sense of personal authority. And I think um, that that's what makes Julia attracted to him because she's kind of going through the same thing on her end where she's trying to pull away and, like, be her own person, even though Winston shows it a lot differently because, you know, he's kind of, like, shy and kind of weird and awkward. (laughs) Um, um, but I think that's just how they communicate and it helps them form a deeper connection. 
And you could tell that um, their connection is deep for each other, especially for the fact that both Winston and Julia, during their time in um, Ministry of Love, when they were getting tortured, they waited like to the very last minute when they're in room 101 to betray each other, which shows how much loyalty they had for each other. <clears throat> um, as well as, I actually want to go to early in the book, um, on a very good quote that Winston wrote in his diary, and it's, if there is hope, it lies in the paroles. Um, first off with the quote, I think it just reflects upon that, um, that rebellion against the party, and how he's keeping it, um, a secret in his diary, writing it in putting in all of his thoughts to keep that sense of time and keep track of it as well with how it kind of goes to his personal beliefs on that the party about the party members including the ones who are rebelling against it and that they will never really have that possibility to gain control over it um, from inside of it yeah, another quote that that reminded me of was when Julia was, like, talking about how she maintains her disguise of, like, for the party. She said, I was a troop leader in the spies. I do voluntary work three evenings for the Junior Anti-Sex League. Hours and hours I've spent pasting their body, bodily, bloody rot all over London. I always carry one end of a banner in the processions. I always look cheerful. I never shrink, shirk anything. I always yell with the crowd. That is the only way that I will be able to be safe. And um, this disguise is what kept her safe for so long. And it's what made, um, like I said earlier, Winston initially like not trust her. But her secret identity is the opposite of what O'Brien and Mr. Charrington are doing because they're pretending to be part of the Brotherhood when in reality they're, um, like, ma what's, what's the word? Inner party members. And on the other hand, Julia is trying to look like she's a loyal member to the party when in reality she's doing the opposite and working against what they believe in. Uh, going back to Winston's uh, relationships, like in the middle of the book, we find out that he has a wife. I mm -hmm. forgot her name, but um, <clears throat> I hella forgot about that. <laughs> but um, basically, they separated, and like he even admitted to Julia that when they were on a nature walk together in a group, and they got separated, he like thought of killing her, and but he obviously didn't. He assumes that she's still alive, even though he hasn't seen her in years, and that's really all we get of her. Yeah. Yes, I think that's a. I think I believe her name is Catherine, right? Uh, yeah, Catherine. I believe so. And I think that's a very good point brought up, and how this is also going against the beliefs of the party, and how he is having those memories, which is very dangerous for him, as while well, he's encountering many dangerous actions that he is doing upon himself. And having those memories and how the thought police, if they were to catch him and find out, as well with the telescreen, if they're while they're observing him and he's just having these thoughts, um, 
it could be he could be sent to that process of fixing them and shape that which pretty much leads to that point of shaping his views and thoughts on certain things um to have that control and have that um over society to keep it perfect and to not let the society have wrongful thoughts upon them mm. and yeah yeah um that kind of goes with the idea of double think which is like um a consequence of the mar of the party's <clears throat> massive campaign and it's <clears throat> like the large scale of manipul psychological manipulation which they put in the book and double think is pretty much the ability to hold two contra contradictory ideas in one's mind at the same time so even if you're trying to put off that like you think a certain way if you have there's a word for that um it's a literary device um double entendre in a way where you can say something and mean it a certain way but it can be taken a different way which can also get you in trouble and I think that's um it makes it possible for the individual to believe anything that the party tells them even if they don't agree with it in a way like if they um tell them something and they take it in a different way to heart they'll still believe it even though they shouldn't um i also want to go again um again to the theme of technology as well how not just with the telescreen but as well as with hidden microphones across the city i think it is a very important notice over that sense of control and that they're not just controlling them observing them through their own space but as well as out of them being alone in their privacy when they are around the city um they are able to monitor them watching them throughout all times of the day what they do uh, what's their schedule like they just have that sense of control over them to create that perfect society and how they can and if they were to catch them the thought police would go to them and just again that process of fixing them and how wrongfully and unfree will they have for them um yeah so <clears throat> um more technology technology that they use is like the printing machine which is pretty mm -hmm. basic but it's basically just um how they spread around word like um the shortages in chocolate and all that blah blah, blah. um and i assume like the electric shock shock chair that mm -hmm. they use to torture winston and like the other prisoners um that's also a big use of technology in the book yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's interesting how they mention the shock chair because I'm pretty sure that's used like in real life. Um, in some cases, like for people who have PTSD, they could get shocked in order to have their memories like either changed or just like completely like forget whatever the situation is for them. Mm -hmm. And I think that shows that they truly um, are taking every measure possible to have this um, control that they want over these people um and i also wanted to mention a major theme throughout the book which we've already obviously covered but the psychological manipulation and how um 
the psychological stimuli is designed to overwhelm the minds of the people. So putting all these thoughts, all these things, telling them that they're that this will happen if they think a certain way, that um, they'll be worse off if they don't just like submiss and um, believe in what Big Brother or the party is telling them. Um, and having their behavior be monitored constantly everywhere they go. They're just constantly being reminded that, like it says, like posted everywhere, quote unquote, Big Brother is watching you. And that's the way of, that's the authority's way of scrutinizing them. And it undermines the structure of family because at one point in the book, I don't remember which family it is, I think it was the Parsons. Parsons that mm-hmm. one of the sons ended up being the reason that he was put in the Ministry of Truth. He talked about how um, he was proud of his son because he was the one that had got him there for like thought crime or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so it even separates family from the party's control because no matter who you are, even if it's your dad, like, you're still going to report them due to this fear that they've been rooted with since they were born. I also want to go to relating this to current modern times on how that control is not really expected in our world and how, while my personal experience while reading this book kind of just um, affects my beliefs on how... It is in in current modern times on how we don't have those monitors and how we are being constantly watched as I think for Julia as well as for the outer and inner party and that privilege sense that the inner party has but the outer party doesn't they have that control over them and I think that was very unregular for me to watch and very weird for me to read and thinking it got me thinking that like if we were to live in a world such as they are living in it would be very difficult for me to express my own self and to express my way of life and how I'd want to live life being monitored all the time and being controlled and not being able to have thoughts and having the party to rewrite history pretty much and having a perfect pass on history and how they are rewriting and making them think about it as well as with their current days and having that perfect society um so how the party also controls them is like through fear like um the always a big brother is watching you like on big posters and like projected on telescreens and even their coins have it i believe or something about big brother and basically big brother is like one of the original founders of the party and like he's the one that controls everything and like puts fear into you with thought crime and all that um going back to what you said earlier taylor about the fact that they can literally condition the victims minds with physical torture into convincing <coughs> them that two plus two is five which like that's just like a basic fact that like everyone should know that it equals four but it shows that they not only have mental control, but also physical control. Um, they control their bodies as they're watching for any sign of disloyalty. 
to the point where even a tiny twitch could, um, like, on someone's face, like, just someone, like, making a certain face could lead to an arrest, and even a person's own nervous system becomes their enemy because they can't really control every single thing your body does. Like, I'm sure, like, you've just been, like, in a situation where, like, you react to something without meaning to react that way, and even that can get you in trouble, so everything they do is being controlled, even their physical attributes, um, and they could be defying the party by just twitching, and they would have to be re-educated and brutally tortured just for that one little act. I definitely agree on how you brought up that really good point of the 2 plus 2 supposedly equals 5, and I think that's a very good factor to how <clears throat> how hugely the party has control and affects the society on making them think such an easy equation on how how hugely their control over them and how strongly they believe in that and as well as their beliefs on having good views and as well not just with their current days but as well as going into the past and how they change the newspapers and how they change the kind of rewriting history when there was a certain way things went but they're changing their views upon it so i want to um mention o'brien's and winston's like relationship together um even though we know that o'brien is an enemy and like a bad person with all the torturing and all um like for example he kept a picture like the same picture each time of i forgot but it was basically a picture that got down the tube during winston's work and he saw it and he's like oh this is proof of these people exist existing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's <laughs> okay so, so yeah but even after all of that that o'brien has done to winston winston still feels that o'brien is someone that he can go to that he can talk to and he understands him you know yeah, I definitely think that's also part of, like, not, I don't know if it's necessarily part of his facade, but he's been doing this for so long that he finds a way to get into a person's um, trust, but just, like, in, like, in to be able to, um, in to be able to um, just generally... Um, sorry, I just completely lost what I was saying. But, um, oh, so O'Brien has been using this form of manipulation to carry himself and gain people's trust, and I think that's what makes him such a strong member for the party. Yes, and as well as with wrapping up our podcast, I think just want to kind of alliterate and pretty much just wrap it up on our thoughts upon this book and while reading it and our experiences. For example, for me, I think it was... A very overall wrapping this I think it was very a very normal thing for the party and their beliefs and how it was supposedly legal but I think for their choice they don't have choices of living life and how with the telescreen their the ways of technology is forced upon the society it really just affects them which is not creating paranoia but as well as PTSD and other many other factors towards their health and that process of fixing them and I think 
kind of relating that to our society now we wouldn't have those process that process of fixing or the thought police um here it was just in current in current modern days i think it would be police just in actions and crimes but for them their sense their rules their ways of a crime is by thinking and having thoughts that are could affect the society and that perfection over that but what do you guys think what do you guys think how that kind of relates to our days or wrapping it up um well for me this book was a very slow read Mm. like i feel like if i read things not necessarily wrong but if i didn't take my time in reading them i would get really lost because there's they just put so much information and so Mm -hmm. many different um point of views throughout the story but yeah i definitely agree that it's like a scary thought um thinking that um one could be in the society because we all have phones we, uh, we all have cameras there's security cameras at ev- pretty much every single street corner although it's not to the extent that it is in the book i feel like if the wrong person were to take command of our world it could end up being like this so i feel like it's a scary thought but it's good to keep in mind all these things as we do um continue to evolve as a society uh to me the book was interesting and scary too um just knowing like as Fran said all the technology we have and the cameras um it is possible for our society to turn out like that but hopefully it doesn't go to that extent hopefully hopefully <laughs> yeah yeah and i think that our world will not go to that extent of really big control over us especially with monitors i think that's very scary we do have cameras but i think that's just for regular crime and mm-hmm. bad decisions people make and i think for them it's a different kind of crime of thinking and having memories of their past but overall i think we both have similar good ideas and concepts upon the book and how it's very dark and sad and very with a lot of details that's kind of confusing to read but i just want to thank you once again for listening to our podcast and we just want to say a goodbye thank you thank you bye